Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to Smart Muslim Podcast. My name is Farhat Dameen. I am an author and a podcaster. I've been running this podcast for, I think it's been over at least four, maybe even five years now. And Alhamdulillah, thank you for all your duas. Thank you for leaving your reviews on Apple Podcasts. Please continue to do so. And, you know, hit the subscribe button if you like what you're listening to. Share it on WhatsApp and you can share it on Instagram. My handle is farhatthemean underscore UK. If you would like to find out more about my books then visit smartmuslima.com. All of them are available on Amazon and from all good Muslim bookstores. Inshallah, let's begin the podcast. I'd like to tell you about a new website. It's called the Palestine Academy and uh, it's been created in response to uh, what's happening in Gaza at the moment. And it's been created by Palestinian Muslims who are, they're knowledgeable, they know what's happening. And they wanted to create a resource for Muslims and non-Muslims, really everyone, where it's, you know, they're reclaiming their narrative. Uh, I'll just read out a little bit of information that they give. It says, we educate the digital space about Palestine to reclaim our narrative, learn about our history and decolonization movement. So what is our goal? We focus on collective social media activation to spread Palestinian awareness. This is a hub for information and resources. We want people to come here to number one, learn what is happening in Palestine, number two, learn how to support the cause on social media. As events unfold, we'll tell you who to follow, what to post, what to share, etc. To effectively spread social media awareness, we have to move as a collective. So let's educate. So what they have is, um, it's, it's a free resource where you can do very quick courses about the history, about 
colonization, about the Nakba, what is Zionism, because as you know, there's a lot of um, lies being told about what's happened and how we're in the situation we are now. So I think this is a really, it's a great initiative. It's called the palestineacademy.com and it also has then where you can donate as well to charities. So, you know, look them up on Instagram, go on their website, and um yeah for like i think for young people in particular if you want a quick recap and 101 on palestine this is a trusted source and it's a source that you can send your friends muslim or non-muslim friends to and you know that the information will be truthful will be accurate so yeah, definitely go and have a look there because I think we all want to do as much as we can now. And this is something that I think will really help uh, everyone, inshallah. So it's the palestineacademy.com. I used to think that getting married was just difficult and challenging for women. And that was based on the research I did for the book, Smart Single Muslimer, which I wrote, it's coming up to maybe two years now. However, I think it's just as difficult for guys. And that's something I, I, I want to speak about, inshallah, in today's podcast. So this podcast isn't just for, about women, it's for men and women. And I think there are certain issues which are in our control and as a community and families we are creating problems and barriers for young old people to get married frankly and it's frank it's very un-islamic what families and communities collectively are doing and one of the reasons why i blame Okay, there's a certain amount of blame on individuals, but there's individuals, there's families, and there's the community. And one of the things is the silence about certain behavior. So let's just go straight into it. One of the things I have seen, and it's I've seen this, I've heard it from other people, you know, I've seen it by my own experience, experience of my friends whose children are trying to get married, Muslim families have made it so difficult, okay, some, but a lot are doing this. They're making it so difficult for their young adult child, or let's just call them young adults, to get married. And so what do I mean? What are they doing? When they say to their child, okay, you can get married, or the child comes and says, I want to get married, the list, the type of person they are willing to accept and allow their child to marry is just ridiculous. It's so narrow. Let me explain what I mean. So let's take, I'm gonna just use the Bengali family as an example. And um, so they will say, and okay, it could be Indian, it could be Pakistani. I'm, I'm really, I'm not being racist here because uh, it happens in all, all cultures. So they'll say, okay, they have to be from our village. They have to speak our type of Bengali or Urdu, you know. Um, they have to 
come from so that's you know they then have to be a particular cast and so what you've just they've just done is they've put now let's say there's in think of the whole pool of people that their son could be looking to get married they've just made it narrower and narrower and reduced and reduced and reduced the number of type of person they can look for okay they've of course alhamdulillah they've said they should be muslim but then um yeah and so within that so then there'll be the layer of okay how much um that person should earn so if it's a guy there's then so this is a family who would be looking who would be looking in england for example then it will be things like okay so within inks you've also internationally you've narrowed it down you know and then it's so that type of person that has to live in england because they don't want to marry someone from back home but then within england then they'll say okay if they're from london so the person has to be from london or maybe they might accept someone from luton but anyone from manchester or birmingham or scotland they're all all those muslims are crossed off the list as well so now within that very small pool of people their son or daughter then has to find that person attractive they then there's the issue of their money you know so i've said that already there's then the issue of okay will they be living with the in-laws or will they be living not living with the in-laws so what I'm, can you see what's happened here is in islam the those criteria are not what's important being a muslim having taqwa is important is the most important yes you should find them attractive you should uh, you can look into family as well that's fine as well um but when that's what young adults are having to deal with that they then have to have been like pigeonholed and squeezed into accepting a very narrow number of people who they are allowed to choose and so of course people are going to find this difficult you know if they don't find someone attractive then they think i'll just wait or i'll just leave it or you know or then some do then end up getting married and then they'll end up marrying someone who they actually didn't want to marry but because of those pressures and those criteria that their family put on them they then just accepted it and the thing is what we need to realize nowadays is if someone is unhappy in their marriage there are so many avenues now to then go and find love in quotes and happiness and um compatibility whether it's online or work or outside of the marriage and people then wonder why are there so many divorces happening in our community but they aren't willing to parents need to think did we have a hand in that do we have some part to play rather than blaming their child and the husband the husband or the wife are we why are we not willing to be introspective and think are we creating the problem fundamentally by not following islam now the ridiculous thing that i am seeing a lot when it comes to older men and women and when i say older this is like coming to their 30s now so because of what their parents did they then didn't get married 
because they couldn't find someone. Oh, because, oh yeah, sorry, I forgot to mention, if you are a doctor, you have to marry a doctor. If you're a dentist, you have to marry a dentist or pharmacist. I was looking at, I have some friends who are matchmakers and I was looking at, they have channels and it has profiles on there. And what you will see this is, is that it is that occupation thing. It seems that somehow people think only certain professions should marry certain professions. So again, that's another layer of, um, I don't know, I don't want to call it a layer, I call it a barrier that's put in the way of people who, if you, so somehow if you had a business and you're very, you could be doing really well, that wouldn't be good enough for someone who is a doctor or a pharmacist or a surgeon. There's something like that. I think we all know that there's these criteria of which occupations are valued. And it's interesting that less people in the past, the Asian thing to do was to become a doctor. You were told you become a doctor, a lawyer, a dentist, a pharmacist. These were the highly valued professions. And this is what parents would push their children to do. And then in these profiles that I'm looking at, I can still see that mentality that's coming from parents. And it's been passed down to their kids now where they're thinking that is value and that's high ticket. So we need to go for that. And again, it's very difficult to to find that. And what you do need to realize is when, uh, let's say a profession like a doctor. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Some people don't want to marry doctors. A doctor may not want to marry a fellow doctor because that means you're both working long hours. You're both, you know, working shifts. And even now, when I talk to people, they're saying they don't, want to marry doctors because they have friends who've married doctors this isn't a an attack on doctors by the way i'm just just explaining the way reality is nowadays that they don't want that if you're not going to see your wife much you're not going to see your husband that much the kids aren't going to see because you have to do all these long hours and you have to train for a long time but in those profiles it's very telling that that's what comes out. And again, in those profiles, you'll see the cast is written, the ancestral, sorry, I can't say the word, ancestral village is written there. And, but, okay, sorry, I'm just digressing a bit. I was re- talk, wanted to speak about age. So a, 
as someone who's been given this really narrow, difficult criteria, you know, they reach 25, they're nearly 30 now, and they're still not married. And then suddenly the parents have a, you know, epiphany and say, okay, if you're finding it hard, we'll loosen some other criteria. But the point is you just wasted. And this is, again, I'm blaming the parents because the parents are the one who are doing this. You've wasted five, 10 years of your young adult child's life with your stupid criteria. And now you're saying, oh, it's okay, you can look. Because I've had sisters say this to me, that they would happily get married to some form of different ethnicity, different nationality, but their parents won't accept it. And the reason that they give is that they won't mix with the family or they won't know the language or they won't know our customs. Now, the point is the parents aren't marrying the girl or the guy. It's the two adults who... And I'm thinking this is from a very Western context. If we think about it nowadays, most of, you know, people brought up and raised here, they speak English. Some know their mother tongue, which is brilliant. Some, many don't. And even when it comes to food, there are so many similarities in our food. There's so many, you know, language, okay, there's difference. But even, you know, people can make an effort to learn each other's languages but to just say no and especially it's really ridiculous when let's say for example someone is islamic or let's say someone sees someone at work or they see someone at university and they would they get on and they think yeah we want to get married and they're told no you can't purely because you're not the right nationality now that is what is really you know there's a hadith about that where um, I'm paraphrasing, where someone comes to you and, you know, they're a good Muslim, you know, and you reject them. You know, I'm not saying you don't check out their family, you don't do all the due diligence and, you know, all of that has to be done. But to then just say, no, I'm not going to even consider them because I'm Pakistani and they're Bengali or I'm from Somalia and they're from Egypt, you know, it's, you know, people wonder why is it so hard to get married? This is one of the big reasons why it's so difficult for people to get married because they don't want to deal with the hassle and the arguments and the emotional blackmail that their parents are going to do. So I don't want to sound really gloomy and make this podcast depressing. (laughs) Okay. What can we do about this? That's what you have to think. So First, I'm speaking to the parents here. Maybe you might not, maybe you've got kids, but they're not that old yet. But please, as a parent, inshallah, when you don't do that, just don't put your kids through this hell of them trying to please you when you are being unreasonable. You know, how many people really live with their parents anymore once they get married? That's one question. And if they are going to, that's another podcast, to be honest. I don't really want to get into that now. But stop thinking about what you want and think about what will be good for your child. So even though you might think it would be nice if my I'm Pakistani and my son marries a Pakistani, that would be great. That will work well. 
you know, it's not about you. It's about what is going to work for them and what is going to help them to be happily married. What make what you wanted is very different to what your child will want. You grew up in two different time time zones. No, that's not the right word. Time, generations. That you, if you understand what I mean, it's they're living in a different world and they are less cultural. They are less racist. Alhamdulillah. And we need to, as parents, you need to get rid of your and no one you may be offended by me calling you a racist but um you'll only be offended if you are um racist frankly and you might be thinking oh she who what does she know who's she to judge me and you're right i don't know you and i'm not judging you i'm just sharing my experience what i'm hearing from young women in particular, but I know young men are facing this as well, that they're not being helped. Their parents are hindering them from getting married because they just won't. Let's say, for example, they'll say, I'm not going to go and see that family. I'm not going to talk to their mum. That's you hindering them from getting married. And there's no magical thing that says a Pakistani will, if you marry, Pakistanis marry each other, they'll live happily ever after. Or if you know, Arabs marry each other, in particular, so Libyan must marry Libyan, that is going to work. I know so many mixed race couples, and Alhamdulillah, Islam is the thing that glues them together and is what their marriage is built on and helps them work. Being um, English or African, that isn't what made their marriage. Okay, so first, that's the first thing for parents. And the other thing I would also say to parents is you have to be helpful, you have to be proactive, because, you know, you have, because if you don't, what are your kids going to do, they're going to then go and get themselves a boyfriend or a girlfriend, they're going to go online, they're going to have to go to dating apps. So but you are the channel for them to do it in the halal way but and you have to be ready to have these phone calls with mums or dads you have to be willing to go and visit i know it's not it's a hassle it can be annoying your your child might actually be quite an annoying person (laughs) you know you might be thinking why do i am i going to go through this for them I've raised them and now I have to do all this and have to listen to other people and smile and drink cups of tea and do, you know, make chit chat and small talk with people. But that if that means your kid will get married, alhamdulillah, you know, why not? It's just alhamdulillah, it's part of our role as parents. Now I'd just like to address you. If you're, if you've heard what I've said and you're in this situation, where things are being made difficult for you and you're feeling quite thinking, oh my God, what am I going to do? I'm never going to get married. Because Shaitan will put that thought in your head and you think, I'll just give up. And don't give up, okay? What you have to do is you have to be an adult and speak to your parents. That's what you have to do. Because if you if there was a problem at work with, um, with your manager, and they're being unreasonable and they're making you do things that you don't want to do would you just take it in islam are you even 
supposed to just take it even from your parents? And the answer is no, you don't. You have to stick up for yourself. Of course, you have to do that politely. I'm not saying be rude. If you're not allowed to even say oof to your parents. So you have to have an adult, calm, sensible conversation with them and explain to them that what they're doing is making it difficult for you to get married. I know of so many women, and I know it happens to men as well, but they just leave it and they think, I don't want to go through this. This is too difficult. This is going to cause too much trouble. I'm going to get shouted at. I'm going to get, you know, it's going to be like I'm a teenager again. But the point is, if you don't say something, you're going to end up waiting five, six, seven years. And those are five, six, seven years. You could have been happily married and have kids and be getting on with your life. And so, you know, speaking up is always difficult it's um challenging but i'm telling you you have to do it and if it's if you can't do it on your own then get other family members to help you people who will listen your parents will listen to but don't just sit there and do nothing and whatever you do don't marry someone who you're emotionally blackmailed into marrying or you know just pressurized and think oh i just I'm just going to do it. The thing is, if you're not happy at the beginning, you're not going to be happy in the middle or in the end. And you're going to be miserable, frankly. You're going to be in a miserable marriage because you never wanted to actually do this. You only did it to please your parents. So you have to... I'm going to say something really cheesy. You have to speak your truth. This is probably the one time you really do have to do that. And if there is someone that you like at work who's the not who's not the same nationality or ethnicity or whatever as you, and but they're a good Muslim and you'd like to marry them, again, you need to talk to your parents about it. Don't just keep seeing them behind their back or thinking like somehow just by magic it's gonna get better if I manifest, you know, I can manifest this into happening that's a load of nonsense you have to do something okay because if you look at the seer of the prophet um when you see how people got married it wasn't as difficult as it is now that's what i'd always think when i read about them i think it wasn't that hard um and they weren't all arabs marrying arabs um but they would put the effort into it. So just to end, make dua, do tahajjud, pray, you know, in the last, in the um, hour before Makrib on Friday, these are three times that dua is answered. So you do your duas and then you do actions. And, you know, gently and kindly speak to your family about this um and um yeah and so and i think if anyone is listening who gives circles who gives khutbas in masjids who has any influence in the community this is an issue that we should talk about we should raise um in our um community discussions that this is a problem we have created and so we need to address it yeah and 
inshallah if we do that then by the will of Allah things will change um, and yeah so I'm going to in future episodes I'm going to speak about this a bit more because I am quite shocked at how difficult things have become for men and women but um, inshallah you know if I talk about in my book Smart Single Muslimer it's I have a whole chapter dedicated to uh, why are some Muslims allowing racism to affect, you know, that's racism or nationalism to affect um, their marriage decisions. And the parents are the gatekeepers of this, I think, um, and they are teaching, they're passing it on to their children. And it's just not acceptable. And we have to stamp it out. We have to put our foot down because we can't keep repeating the same mistakes that our elders have made. And Alhamdulillah, we respect our elders, but when they're doing something wrong, we have to politely point it out to them, inshallah. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.